Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. All right, here we go. Growing in Grace at Growing in Grace. Dot org. <laughs> Joel. I'm Joel. That guy over there is Mike. It's the Growing and Grace podcast. We're professionals here, and you just wouldn't know it by listening to us. That's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, I didn't even know. I thought you were just goofing off before you were going to start. That's what I was thinking. Oh, no, I didn't know you actually started. That's my actual intro <laughs> to this week's podcast. I can go with that. Take it or leave it. I Take go with that guy. God will forgive you. Okay, he will eventually. But I've got a, a long list of things I have to do in order be, well, for him to forgive me. Well, it wasn't a perfect intro. That, that's what I meant. You know, if it's not perfect, there must be some sort of forgiveness that has to take place. Yeah, it's not perfect. <laughs> it's not perfect. And anything that falls short of perfection, it just takes, um, you know, doing some stuff before God will get you right. <laughs> it, you know? Well, that's what that, a lot of people that, think. That's where people get confused because there there was a perfection provided in Christ and we're in him. And so perfection came to us because we, we abide in him and he in us. You know, people say nobody's perfect. Of course, we know nobody does everything perfectly, in but we have actions. been brought into perfection, something that trying to keep a law of works could not do. So... Um, well, one thing we talked about last week a little bit was pe- people sometimes wonder, what do I need to add to what Jesus did so that I can be sure that my eternity is secure, that Jesus really did, as the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 9, Jesus really did bring uh, an eternal redemption. Uh, but I, I, even though the Bible says that, I, I just want to know. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> let's let's talk about that, Joel, because with all the different religious stuff that's out there, church denominations, different mindsets, maybe individual mindsets in some cases that uh, uh, got into certain ways of thinking based on other teachings from religious professionals let's talk about let's just let's just let's just yank a few out that might hit home with some of our listeners as to what people think they need to try to apply to their lives from a religious sense to um make sure make sure that they're doing it good enough you know it's, it's kind of like what you what you were saying is that a, a a person might have their own mindset of what they think they need to do um, to stay right with God or to get right with God, or maybe their church teaches, you know, has teachings that kind of tell you the things that you need to do. Um, your pastor or uh, somebody, a, a teacher in your, in your church or your denomination, you know, there's, you know, a lot of places have statements of faith, but they also have maybe a, uh, a code of conduct. Um, some places do. Some churches do. Uh, a code of ethics. Something you know. Some list of things that people have to do. You can't do these things. You have to do these things. Something like that. And the 
problem is, is that it's going to be different wherever you go. Your own mindset might be different from your neighbor's mindset, and it might be different from your pastor's mindset. It might be different from another denominations and so on. And so, but yeah, so some of these things that people might think, you know, I've not lived up to perfection. Um, and so, so like, like what you were saying, the perfection has come not in what we do. Like I say, nobody's behavior is, is perfect. The perfection itself has come through Jesus Christ. We've been justified by faith apart from anything that we do. But, yeah, some people live with these things. Hey, you got to have X amount of hours of, of Bible reading per week or so much prayer. you got to make sure that you pray. You know, even some denominations, you know, the Catholics have the Hail Marys. You get the, I remember talking to somebody who said um, she was she was a Catholic, and this isn't to get on Catholics by any means. It just, just happens to be somebody, a friend that I was talking with one time, and she figured she could just, um, it was an Irish fest was coming up in, ta- in, in town, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, and um, she figured she'd go to this Irish fest and just get, you know, drink all she wanted and all that stuff. And then she would say a hundred Lord's prayers and 50 Hail Marys or something like that. And that was her way. And seriously, and this is why I'm saying this because seriously, that's what she thought that if she fell short in her behavior, she had to do those things in order to get right with God again. And to some people, it's a certain level of good works or, or a, a sense that, my good works outweigh my bad works. The good things that I've done outweigh the bad things that I've done. And, all the, and, and some people I know, and I was hung up on this for a short time, but uh, I thought I really had to go out there and be a witness, uh, be, a, be a witness. And I felt bad if I wouldn't lead people to the Lord. And um, I just felt like such a failure. And I've never felt like I was living up to the standard that I thought I had to have in order to um, stay right with God. I, I always felt, you know, it, maybe I would do some good things sometimes, and I had like a spiritual high. Uh, but for the most part, I was on this roller coaster, and it was mostly down, where I just felt like God wasn't really happy or satisfied with me. And I just never felt like I was doing enough. Never was doing enough. Never doing enough. And it was all based upon my own sense of what I had to do. And it totally took away, like we were talking about last week, what I was really doing was insulting the spirit of grace because it's that grace, the grace of God, the gift of God that has made me righteous and holy and has perfected me, and it's not my works. So, yeah, we need to try to, you know, we're bringing these things up just to bring ideas of why people think and what people think they have to do when really there's nothing they can do. Yeah, it's like something we talked about a little while back um, where where somebody might use a sort of a cliche, I think, in that the the Bible is our final authority. Well, I mean, that sounds great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now let's find somebody who really understands it. Right. (laughs) Because (laughs) like you were just talking about, people go all over the map with this stuff. Um, and, And so people sort of find themselves, I don't know, I guess sort of being forced into linking to a religious tradition of some kind, somebody who can kind of help lead and, and guide them toward eternity. And 
you'll have all kinds of different stuff going on out there. You, you, you know, you mentioned Catholics. We're not picking on, on Catholics right. because people who aren't Catholic, Protestants or whatever you want to call them, they have their own method exactly. of doing some of the same things. And so it's just, it's just a different version of it. You know, I can think of uh, one just that would hit home with a lot of people, and that is needing to – it ties in a little with what you just said um, – needing to confess your sins in order to remain forgiven. Um, so uh, what's what's the problem with that? Well, you aren't going to remember them all, <laughs> <laughs> number one. Uh, and and uh, also in, in line with what you just said with that story, I, I knew somebody, um, a young adult, or was becoming a young adult, this was many years ago, who confided in me that they uh, had uh, relations, physical relations with uh, somebody and afterward <laughs> uh, he said now we need to get down on our knees and ask God to forgive us so this, the, the idea of needing to confess your sins in order to uh, somehow uh, attain a, a brand new forgiveness without any blood being shed mind you it actually encourages people to go out and behave in a way like who they aren't really, because in Christ you're really a, a righteous person. You have the the nature of God dwelling in you, partaker of the divine nature. Being the, the, God desires for us to be led uh, by the Spirit, and and not to be caught up with fleshly things. Um, but if you think you, you sort of get this, I don't know, get out of jail free card every time you confess your sins, instead of just coming into a greater understanding of who you are as as a righteous and and holy and perfected uh, individual, then um, it's just going to mess us up. There's all kinds of things that can mess us up. How about the Ten Commandments? Well, you know, the Bible is my final authority, right? So. Uh, Let's let's start with the Ten Commandments because God wrote those on stone, right? Well, right away we're watering that down because guess what? One of those is remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. It's really the Nine Commandments is what most people mean <laughs> because they don't realize there's close to 39 other commandments, rules, and statutes attached to that one. The Ten Commandments are really just headlines, and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff underneath that that most people aren't even aware of, and that's why it was only called the law. It was one law, and this worked together like a perfect engine, and you can't just throw out parts from the engine and expect it to work the way it's supposed to work. So what do people do today? We modernize um, our own little version of the law, and as you said, Joel, sometimes it's because of uh, church statutes, or sometimes it's just because of our own mindsets. It's really, you know, watering down the law when, when people look at it that way, because there are 613 commandments in the law, and if a person thinks that they're going to live by the law, you know, Paul said, the man who does them shall live by them, talking about the law. In other words, if you're going to keep the law, you have to keep the whole thing, and you have to do it perfectly. And that was actually what the problem with that old covenant was is that nobody kept it perfectly, and that's why a new covenant was given. That's why God said he would give a new covenant, because the people failed, and this new covenant would be based upon his oath, not the people's promises to keep it, because when the law was given, they said, we will do all everything that's written, and we it will be righteousness to us. And they fell flat on their faces with that. And so today, uh, when we think that we can keep the law, uh, really what you hear in churches today are watering 
a watering down of the law. I was before we were talking before we recorded I was talking about uh, you know people calling it uh, greasy law and then you reminded me that you've called it cheap law. And so I I've, I've heard that phrase it's really cheap law because if you think that you can live according to the law of Moses then you are not actually upholding the law for what it really is. You're actually cheapening the law because if you, th- you because again like you said for one thing people don't even keep the sabbath you shall do no even that even the headline said you shall do no work on that day and people are going around i i had a pastor in the past who watered that one down he said well i don't go to the mall on sundays and that was his way of keeping the sabbath <laughs> <laughs> he was he was actually thought that he was being, you know, a good law keeper, but he was watering it down. That was cheap yeah. law in, in he reality. Just made it up. Yeah, he it's, just it's made, made it up. up rule. Not gonna go to the stores, I'm not gonna go to the mall. And uh when perfection again comes not through what we do, so if a person can just see that, can understand that we've been perfected by the blood you know, through the blood of Jesus, through the work of Christ, through what God has done. We've been perfected, we've been righteous, we've been made holy. You can throw aside the list, whatever list it is you think you have to do, and you can get to know God through your new identity that he's given you because your identity is righteous, it is holy. You have been made a new creation. You've become a new, uh, you've become a brand new person. You talked about um, in a past episode, I died, you know, Galatians 2.20, I died. And I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. We've died. We've taken on a new identity. It's Christ. It's Christ in us. It's his life that's in us. And we have this new identity. And rather than basing our lives on rules, regulations, lists of things that we think we have to do, instead of basing it on things like that, get to know who you get to know God and who he has made you to be. Then you don't have to worry about... Uh, am I going to church enough? Am I praying enough? Am I doing enough good works? Am I really witnessing? Am I uh, like I'm supposed to? Am I really reading my Bible enough? Am I confessing all my sins? Am I praying enough? Am I doing a good job with keeping the law? You can just chuck all of that aside because it's it's to some people to say that you chuck the law aside, to say that you chuck your list of things that you should do aside, that's sacrilege. That's just, uh, it's blasphemy. But really, we chuck it aside because that's not what life in Christ is based upon. It's based upon the finished work of Jesus, what he has done, who he has made us to be. It's an identity. It's a new identity that we have. It's not a list of things that we do to be come righteous or to be uh, to keep ourselves righteous or justified or to keep ourselves saved it's uh, it's all based on what god has done this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezicki heard online through various internet sources around the world each week access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org share it with a friend and listen again next week for more growing in grace